Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. Welcome to the Word Vomit Podcast, the podcast where we give our takes on the worlds of video games, music, comics, movies, and television. I am your host, the stubborn SOB, Vitamin E, man. To my right, Randy King. Hey, hey, hey. To my left is Sean Vander. Yes, of course, man. Come on. And we're recording this podcast from Garage Studios. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, make sure you're liking, sharing, and five-starring from wherever you're listening to this podcast. Guys, what is up? Wow. I was going to let you go. I was going to let you go. I was like, look at Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You know okay. what? Usually when I say that, Sean is usually the guy that jumps in on yeah, that. That's why I was like, oh, hey. I just I, wanted to be considerate. It's okay. Some fun stuff, as we like to have it be, but not, it's mm-hmm. not always. But yeah, there's some fun stuff that's happened. Yeah. What do you want to get into first? Oh, man. There's a lot to get into. Too Let's much, go ahead. really. Let's go ahead and start <laughs> off with some positive news. Yeah. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That movie that we're like, no way this is good. Apparently, I'm going to have to Okay, no. Now. I never said that. I did say, I hope this is good. I hope this is good. You Espe- did. Especially after everything that it went through for the Sonic design. I was like, please be good. It actually good. It turned out to be good. It's, it's good. Guys, we're not kidding. Actually, I really enjoyed that movie. I watched it. It's getting weekend. good reviews. Like I think the worst review that I've heard from it is that diehard Sonic fans of our generation will probably won't be able to appreciate it as much because we were like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like, like there's a lot of things that we see that will probably be missing, but the younger audience will definitely enjoy yeah. it. I mean, and it's a good time all around. There's there's a lot of Easter egg stuff in there for old school Sonic fans. There's little things that they put in there that I thought was really dope. Sega's movie intro is actually pretty rad. It's very much like how Marvel does their cinema intro where you'll see all the paid, like, you know, they'll have the artwork from the different comics and they'll show like you know mcu or like or even how they've done it for their movies where they'll show clips from the first run of marvel movies and then it goes it says marvel on it they actually have one with for sega and i kind of i lost a little where and it's like i saw golden axe sonic the hedgehog streets of rage and it's all a collage of all these sega games and then it goes sega but in an orchestral style anyway this is rad i am digging this I recommend anyone watch this movie in general because it was actually a really fun flick. A great step, right direction for Sega in itself as far as the movie franchises. Yeah. If, it, if it decides to go into more movies I mean, later down the I, line. I am curious as to what was their criteria if they want to make a sequel because it does leave it open for a sequel. Good. It is. Like, it wasn't just me saying, hey, it's a good video game movie. It was just a fun movie to watch in general. The one re- negative thing I've ever heard about this is that they felt that Sonic himself as a character was too likable and not edgy enough. Anyway, I no, mean, shut up. He's a he's a, <laughs> it's a kids movie, and it's still really fun. I mean, he's the um, actor they got to be the voice, Ben Schwartz. He said that he got a lot of freedom as far as playing with the script and improvising because he's a big time improviser. So his dialogue and his interaction with the other characters is really good. Okay, like, they good. They did get an amazing job with some of those stuff, and I'm just very excited. And I hope he gets a sequel. I mean, especially all the stuff that's happened oh, in yeah. this production. I mean, now you got to think about if it looked like it did before yeah. and still was, you know, as versatile, we would still be like, yeah, it was, it was a good movie, it's, I guess, the but only, it the still negative, looked like a nightmare. It still, so, looked, you know. it still looked weird. I'm curious if the home video release will allow you to watch, like, you'll get, like, a segment of those, because there's some really dope sequences uh-huh. of him as... You know, just running around, how it would look with him with the old design. 
I, it still looks like a nightmare, I would think. But no, I'm just curious. It's like, does uh, it make a huge? It, would, if it actually, if it actually does make a huge difference. All right, I would I, think it would make a difference for me at least. Yeah. But I haven't seen the movie yet. No, it's good. I recommend you see it. You can take I'm your daughter, go watch to. it. Ronan wants to watch Give it again. Give her a haircut. No. <laughs> Ronan wants to see it again, so I might oh, okay, end up good. having to take him again. And it's breaking some records, apparently, or making some records for video game releases and for Paramount as a whole. Good, Paramount needs it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paramount <laughs> needs it. I, it. I was telling Emmanuel, it's like, yeah, this is uh, Paramount's biggest opening weekend for a movie since... I can't game. remember. Well, actually, it's, can, the honestly. last one was uh, from uh, over a year and a half ago, the last Mission Impossible film. Uh, and, and, you, and you have to think about that for a second, too, is they that it is a, lot a of franchise. That was the last time. Wow. Oh, boy. Because they've not had some winners. Because I think Paramount's also the ones who produced the last Terminator movie, which also didn't do well for them. <laughs> like, oh, And that's... it wasn't a bad movie. No. Yeah. It really wasn't. But it was just so oversaturated with so many Terminator movies that at that point, nobody cared anymore. Yeah. yeah. They were done. But Sonic the Hedgehog, really good. Every, all the actors, like live action sequences are good. And they filmed it in San Francisco, which I thought was really dope. Cool. But yeah. We I'm are like... Bay Area boys. Yeah. So, yeah. We're big old uh, fans of where we live. Well, it's nice to see it on screen. And hey, I ate at that Chinese restaurant. Yeah, there, 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 there <laughs> it is. Oh, the one that Dr. Romantic just trashed. No, that jerk. No! That jerk. But yeah, I'm, I got I, food poisoning at that taco stand over there. Do. Oh, that uh, can go. <laughs> that can go. <laughs> uh, or not. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but but it is interesting to see. What do you mean it's a landmark? Yeah. How's a taco stand a landmark? <laughs> Get rid of that now. thing. It go. is now. I mean, it was a number one box office last weekend. It's expected to be number one in the box office this weekend. I saw some really messed up memes, though, because they're like talking about how good that movie is. And then there's all these other movies that were supposed to be high profile that, that didn't do well. Yeah, but, Birds like, of Prey. Birds of Prey is not doing well. Even though I had friends, I'm gonna who, watch it. I had friends who watched it and they said it was good. But I'm I like, bet. like, oh. Yeah, I, the problem, I think, what messes up is they just should have just kept it as Birds of Prey. I didn't realize there's that extra long title. Harley Quinn. The, no, it's the. I don't and the think that fat, would have made a difference. It's well, because it's like it's just how it's shown. It's because now they don't actually call it. It was supposed to be, originally. It's called the Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of the Harley Quinn. That's right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on, guys, you can't sell that. Just call mm. it Birds of Prey. It's Birds of Prey. Leave it at that. That was after opening weekend. Yeah, they were like officially. We're changing it. It's just Birds of Prey now. We're, we're we don't want to call it that anymore. Cool. But yeah, good. Sonic. But Sonic is good. My son liked it. All Congrats. the kids. I watched it in a full theater with with older kids and adults. I gotta and see children. if I can make some time for that. I want. I like. I said. I'm, I'm. First of all, I'm really happy to hear that that it's doing well. Uh, but secondly, also I need to make sure that I go and buy my ticket to show support. Yeah, I had a coworker of mine who said that there's no way they'll make a sequel to this movie because they had hmm. spent so much on not just the production of it, but trying to get the Sonic character redesigned. And the closure of the studio who fixed okay. it, which they never explained why that happened, right? Were they ever explained? No, it just said that they ended up closing down. I mean, it could have been that, nope, this is their last project they were doing, and then they're all cutting out. But, all right. Well, but we don't we don't know, because they never said why. I wouldn't why. say their closure is their fault. No. It's whoever screwed it up in the first place. Yeah. That's the, whoever screwed that up, it's their fault. I think the team that fixed the issue isn't the same team who designed it. Okay, Like, cool. they weren't... They weren't in conjunction, but it could Those be. Those guys did God's work, yeah, and then peaced out. Basically, we don't know. We don't know. But I was like, hold on, if this movie makes a ton of dough, there's no way that Sega and Paramount will ditch out on like no sequel for us guys. Okay, well, so looking, yeah. uh, mind you, this is Wikipedia. Yeah. So take it with a grain of salt. Sure. But the original budget for this, prior to the Sonic change, it was like ninety. 
it was actually 81. No, that's not bad. So it was 81 before having to do the redesign. Okay. Going into the redesign, it is 95 million. Oh, and yeah. as of the posting on Wikipedia, because of course people are going to go in there and they're going to change it, but they do have their little quotations of where they got the information. Sure. It shows that the box office right now is at $137.2 million. It only opened up last weekend. Yeah. So we have another weekend coming up. And it's probably yeah, still and usually, be number one. Usually when you think about it, it's about four weeks box office that yeah. you want to take a look at. Yeah. yeah Maybe the first, five. The first, the first month, roughly. Maybe five. But for the first four. So if at the first opening weekend, they've already covered their budget as far as development. It never says whether marketing. the budget has marketing in it or not. But as far as the, the actual making of it, it looks like it's already covered the cost. So anything at this point now becomes profit. Yeah. Minus the again marketing that we yeah. don't know the number for, sure. but it's already money that it's already a movie that's generating money off of its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Sega is seeing dollar signs. Yeah. I'm sure Paramount seeing dollar signs right now. More than and there's like so many characters that they can uh, explore with it. Yeah, yeah, put tails, knuckles. Yeah, hey, whatever. start going into the do chaos things. emeralds sure. and whatnot. You can do that. I'm sure Jim Carrey would, would come back. He seemed to have a lot of fun. Doing Doctor Robotnik and in a he's, lot of it, he's a actually lot of really, interviews. He's actually really good. In as a Robotnik. lot of interviews, he's also been talking about how much fun he's having on there as well, like being able to bounce off of Ben Schwartz. Yeah. So there's no reason not to move forward with this, and it's it's not that he needs it, but it's regular work for Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like it's it's, a, it's he's part of a franchise potentially yeah. now, which is good. Which, yeah, because like he always does other like one spots here and there, and don't get me wrong, they're not bad, but for me, I want more Jim Carrey because he's just really funny to me. Yeah, he's a great actor. He is funny in this one, but he's funny like he's definitely the villain. Like he's almost comic book e Bond style villain. Cool. Have a guy. So he's, ca- like, he's cartoonish villain. A little bit. Not not a hundred percent out there. Like he's enough to where I'm like, if he showed up in my neighborhood, I'd be like, oh fuck, we gotta get out of here because this place is about to get taken down. There may be a joke here and there, but property value is gonna like, go down. It's gonna quick. go down a lot. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean. He's Dr. Robotnik, then. Well, I hope yeah, that joke no, is, is worth it, because it just cost $137 million. <laughs> like, Dave, you just trashed my house. What the hell are you doing, man? Tire I don't got no hot, I got no hedgehog here, bro. But yeah, they yeah they explain where the whole thing is. I also understand how why they did what they did for as far as the original design, because there is a plot point involving Sonic's physiology. And I'm like, oh, I get it. And they kind of had to make a, a compromise with the new design. Because it comes down to like, oh, because they, I understand why they needed to put fur on him now, like make it look like fur. Okay. I was like, oh, I get it, because that's how the part of the story is that piece of his fur comes loose, and that's how Robotnik tracks him. I'm like, yeah, I get that. And I'm like, uh, with the new now design, it was, a, it was a hedgehog qu- uh, quill, right? Well, like, yeah. And I was like, well, you don't really see something like that on Sonic's design in like how we see him in Sonic yeah, Hedgehog. Yeah, I guess you don't. So like, they had to kind of work that in a little. I'm like, uh, okay, now I, I get why they did what they did. It's not necessarily great, but they. It's like eh. at it least there, the at least there's a reason. Yes. It's not a great no, reason, no, no, no. but it's there. It's something. Yeah. So take what you can get. Sure. Also okay. makes me wonder, like, man, how fast is Sonic the Hedgehog? You know, I, I've and really I, fast. I don't know how far this is going to get off, but I've been thinking about writing up a script to make a, a video for our YouTube channel about the oh. problems with moving video game properties over into film yeah okay to be yeah. able to point out like you know we have this this and that that like and one of the things that i wanted to point out was resident evil 2 being a perfect example of it sure for instance good example why the hell would the raccoon city police department create 
specially designed keys in the form of oh, playing yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got out of that? And why would there only be one of the keys? Yeah, game logic. Like, example, what if you needed the diamond key to get to the photocopier? And the chief of police is the only person that has the key, yeah. but he went on lunch, and because of this design... I have to wait for the chief to come in so that I can photocopy and scan things over. Like in the world of video games, that makes sense because it is a puzzle element. Yeah. But being able to try to transfer that into film mm. would just seem so ridiculous. I think was it uh someone I think was at a rocket jump made a short video of something kind of like that, where it's like they just played out a scene as if it were in real life and how irritating it would be. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that police department would get run down because, like, I'm like, where, how do we get to anywhere outside this office? I need that special key. Where the fuck's the key at? I don't know. Hey, Jill, with the master of picking locks, can you fix this? Sorry, I don't got my lockpick. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually behind the door with the spade lock key. Yeah. I don't have that key. I mean, game yeah. logic. That's one of those things where it's like I understand why they have the pass on a lot of stuff. Right. In general, it's like oh, some of this doesn't make sense. Well, and and one of the things that draw people to it is because it has that puzzle element. Yeah. Because we get mm. to experience that puzzle element, but then to try to bring it into the real world. Uh, so again, it's something that I want to work on. I don't know how far it's going to get, but I mean, I think that's an interesting video right there. Uh, I There's like another angle I thought of, but go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no please. Okay. okay, so another thing is Star's team in itself is a special tactics and action recon unit. Yeah. Or so that's, I think that's what it stands for. And these guys are certified to for a lot of, like Chris Redfield apparently, can. he did uh, some time in the Air Force. He was in a. He can fly a space Harrier, like he just can. Don't worry about it. And yeah, he's got. Oh. Uh, he's done a tour of war and everything. So of course he's on the RPD Special Stars Unit. And like, wait, which what? by the way stands well, for? It's special <laughs> special, special tactics, tactics and rescue rescue service service. Which I look at and go, why does Raccoon City have this? Yeah, that. Why what? does Raccoon City have? It's like that? a city of. I mean, if you look at it from the game perspective, it's a small town. Yeah, very. In at least in the first movie, second movie, in the second movie, in the second game, it looks a little larger, but still looks like a small town. So, so the original story is is that it was something that Albert Wesker had to create. He had to create. Yeah. So I want to be at that pitch meeting as to why he felt stars was necessary yeah. again for this city. Barry is also, I think, what Barry's. Uh, specialization was demolition yeah. and tactics and ballistics yeah. or something like that. I, it's ballistics. Ballistics, <laughs> demolition, and something like that. And Jill is... Master picking locks. No, her dad <laughs> is a super <laughs> cat burglar and taught her everything yeah. how to pick locks. Yeah, that's, that's why I said And she did some time locks. in the army. So basically, she's a master thief. She's learned from a master yeah, yeah, thief. Yeah. And then uh, a bunch of the other guys, because that's just Alpha Team. Bravo Team... I have no idea what it, it also came. it also makes me wonder a little bit because I know there's like three teams, isn't there? Isn't there were, as alpha far as I know, there was two. But you could be right. Well no, I thought no, because it Yeah, it, wasn't there two teams in part one and then there was a third team that was in Resident Evil Zero? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. But, um what's like, her name? Was part Rachel. of a, uh, a Rachel, separate uh, unit. Yeah, she was part of another group. No, that's why I wonder like, wait, this tiny town in Colorado had this elite squad which actually turned out to be kind of ineffectual in this situation like they got put in the scenario in which uh, last little thing about nothing, Resi last little thing about resident evil before because we're yeah, going yeah, off we're topic gonna... here but what i also find funny is that they have this entire hardcore team 
and then Resident Evil Two is set up by a sister of the of the member of team and a rookie cop. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you had this badass team that had so much trouble in a mansion. Yeah. But you have a rookie cop, first day, and oh. a sister go the- through that entire thing and come out unscathed. Like, I mean, they're scathed, but you know. Oh boy, are they for for the most part? But yeah, for the most part. But I would say Leon made it out pretty good. I don't know what he specialized in the academy. But uh, he was just a rookie. Yeah, but the first cool, day, guys. But the Redfields, I would assume, like the Redfields, and apparently have military he was hung over the by the time yeah. of the remake. They're like training, like for like been training since they were like five years old. Yeah, I don't know because I read the bio on Chris. Yeah. Chris went into the army at nineteen. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. And and Leon had just broken up with his girlfriend and was coming into work hungover because he got drunk the night before his shift. Yeah. So he already started that's below true. average. Yeah. That's, and then that's he the came story. in and freaking Resident Evil 2 it. Yeah. <laughs> a zombie infestation into your town. That'll do it to you, though. Yeah. You're like, that's got sober really quick. Yeah. Uh, what do we do? I don't yeah. know, man. I knew I should have stayed in bed. <laughs> it's like, dang, don't go to Raccoon City. Imagine uh, if he had let his emotions get the better of him and he just started weeping because he lost his girlfriend. Like what kind? I of mean, it would have been better if he. Had, oh man, I like guess everything that he would have avoided. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he started crying. Like, hey, why don't you take me back? So, so <gasps> it's yes. really good to see that Sonic yeah. is doing really well. It's yeah. one of the more successful financially because there, if you look carefully enough, there are one or two Diamond in the Roughs video game adapted movies. Just oh, not, boy. just not in the sense of blockbuster financially, but like really good storytelling. I mean, was it Detective Pikachu did well financially, and it was a good movie? Oh, okay, good point. I was actually thinking more of like the first Silent Hill movie. You can. That's a great movie. Yeah. Where, where but it, it didn't do well. Exactly. It like, did, yeah. like as far as the storytelling and, and the environments and everything, it was great. But Perfect. as far as like, well, did it bring in the money? No. As Not a matter really. of fact, it became a free giveaway at GameStop if you pre-ordered a game. You get the movie for free. Which is sad. It, that ju- it really amazing. is. Yeah. But, that, that, but I have to say, because of that, that's how I was introduced to that movie. Yeah. So okay. there is something to be said about... How companies treat their movie prop or have properties to get them into a movie. It's obvious that Sega was trying really hard to make this a thing happen. Oh yeah, and I that bet. they wanted them. I although I'm curious on it, you know, just because I haven't seen it happen in a while. Is there's never a game based on the game anymore, or a game based off the game based off the movie that's based off a game? Like there's no Sonic the Hedgehog. You lost game. me there, but okay. Well, you know, like we have a. Sonic the Hedgehog movie now. Sure. That's based off a video game. Yeah. Where is the video game that's based off of movie? that movie? Oh. The last one I think that's close to that was uh, Sony's Ratchet & Clank. They made, a mo- they made a game that's based off of that movie. I think they made a Hulk movie that had that was Ang Lee. Yeah, but that's not based off a game. And that's, uh, I thought it was based off the movie. But it is based off a movie, but it's not based off, that's not based off a oh, game. Oh, I guess it's based off of a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. I'm saying there's no licensing on these Games, which I feel like is a missed opportunity. At the very least, release a thing like now run and ask, because do we have Sonic Hedgehog games? I'm like, not on anything modern that you can play. Oh. Um, it's like, oh, that we do not have. I'm like, now I actually, I did pick up the, what's it called? The Sonic, not the collection, but that uh, remastered set for okay. the Switch. Which I'm like, that's cool. I'm surprised there isn't like a legitimate collection of one, two, three, it's Sonic four. four. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but didn't release any of that stuff. It's like, oh, okay. So... But yes, I did pick up the game so my son can have an understanding of how it is because he's seen them, he knows what they are, but like he wants to play it on a modern console. And like, why mm, hasn't thought of it? List? What's that? Street Fighter, the game, the movie. Yes, I know, but how F long? Yeah, yeah, but how long ago was that, Sean? Oh, that's boy. a long ass like time. Ninety-three. Yeah. yeah. See, that's not even within the last you know twenty did, years. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, that's I'm like, that's how far back we are. Mm-hmm. Thirty. We, yeah. Because we're in 2020 now. I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Holy crap. Again. Three decades no, ago. I was, yeah. Yeah. See, I was just talking about like modern day. Like they don't really do that anymore. Yeah. That's well, true. Si- well, since we're on the top, well, first off, congratulations to everybody at Sega and Paramount yeah. that this Good is doing job. well. Good yeah. job all around. Again, you guys have already covered your budget on the first opening weekend, so I can only imagine. James Marshers is super good in this movie. So congratulations to that. But since we're already on the topic of video game based movies, it was recently announced that Eli Roth is going to be working on mm. a film adaption of Borderlands. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was telling Randy this off the air. I didn't realize Eli Roth was the Bear Jew. No, in he Glorious Bastards. He's bear, he's bear Jew. <laughs> yeah, I did not put two and two together for whatever I, reason. I, I looked at when I was like, like "Wait, you, what? What?" <laughs> I was wondering why he doesn't like act a lot, and then you see him in because uh, I like Bear Jew. Yeah, and I go Bear Jew's dope. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Eli Roth doesn't do a lot of acting. I've, the only other movie I've seen him in where he was like a party dude on a pontoon that gets flipped over and he gets, cut, I think, cut in half in it for, in um, the new Piranha 3D that came out sure. a couple years ago. He's in that. And I was like, uh, yeah, 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 I can see this. Yeah, he was the wet t shirt contest yeah, that's MC. What it is. Yes, that's what he was. <laughs> the wet t shirt. Oh, that movie! That movie knows exactly what it is. But yes, he has done more director. Yeah, he's more director. Yeah, he's more. He's done television and movie. Yeah, he did Cabin Fever, Mm. Hostel, the uh, the Man in the Iron Fist. He was a writer and producer for that. Cool. He wasn't the the director for that. That was he did the remake for that Keanu Reeves movie Knock Knock, which I have to say he must be a really like he's a super professional dude because his wife is in that, and you know. His wife gets all grindy with another chick and Keanu Reeves in there, and then like you know he's directing the sequence. Like uh, he's also directed uh, yeah. episodes of Hemlock Grove. Oh yeah, it's a good South series. of Hell. Yep. I've not seen South of Hell, but Hemlock Grove was good. The guy has the chops for it, but it, it kind of also goes back to what I was saying as far as Resident Evil being adapted into a movie, and you have all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. You have the Borderlands oh. series, okay. where uh, granted. As far as like the difference between part one, two, and then three was that part three kind of tried to move away from the idea of like the kajillion guns. Isn't that what they advertised? That's how they advertised the first one. It's like no, oh. but like isn't the third one? Then they advertised there's like a kajillion guns. Yeah, but they didn't put as much emphasis behind. Okay, it. whereas they did in part one and part how are you two. Put that into a movie. Just a kajillion <laughs> guns. And admi- admittedly speaking, uh, the guns in the game of Borderlands are more so of just like okay, there's one gun. Let's call it the AR5. Just just yeah. throwing it out there. Sure. Uh, and then the blazing AR5, which has fire elements to it. So that's two separate guns. So that's basically what they did in order to like try to stretch out as much of the guns. Even like one yeah, small their, change their colors, or something. Their color scheme change. Changes, every, change. Like, changes the gun entirely. And that's how they're able to do it. Like maybe one gun variation has like 10 to 20 different So there's like maybe like there's like 100 guns and they're all like five, there's eight variations of each one. Right. Them, but sure. Yeah. Something along the lines of that. But that, that's one of the main factors behind Borderlands. How do you bring that in from the video game world into the movie world? That's not even what I'm even thinking about. I've never played Borderlands. I know I'm robbing myself. And I know there's a lore there. How would Skip you get the one. lore? Skip one. Why? Go, go I straight mean, to two, I think. It's fun. One is okay. And well, Tale of the well, Borderlands. When, when, I need to when watch he says lore, though. Oh, the when he's saying the lore of it. Like, the game itself is not bad. But if you're trying to understand more of the story, just skip part one. But go I into like part, part two. Okay. joke ending. That's super good. That's um, fine. It's not really a joke ending. It's the, you fight a guy and the boss ends. You're like, yeah, it's over, guys. And it cuts to the credits really fast. And you're like, wait, we're just kidding. There's an actual real boss fight. Okay, good. Which I'm like, oh yeah, here's how it goes. But awesome. yes, but yeah, Tales. There is, there are some story and almost like Tales from Borderlands. It's got to feel like Borderlands. The movie does. Well, least. the thing is, what do you and think? How easy? What do you? That? What do you think Borderlands feels like? Borderlands. Borderlands. Actually, it'd be cool. If they just called it that. 
they they can't get the Morty lands. Two K can't give them the rights to it. They're gonna call it Morty lands now. Eli Roth can be handsome Jack really easy too. I think. Yeah, he, I think so. Oh, you know, like he could be. You know, what a good step in the right direction would be was would be get to uh, to get the writer from Borderlands Two, which is Ashley Birch's brother. Okay. So Ashley Birch was the person who voiced Tiny Tina for Part Two and Part yeah. Three. Yeah. Okay. And how she got that role? Not not saying that she's not talented in her own right, but it was her brother that was just like, "Hey, maybe you should try out for uh, a role for the game," and she knocked it out of the park. And if you take a look at the story elements between Part Two and Part Three. Like part three, he wasn't in that, but he was in part two. He did the DLC, and he, I believe, he also had a hand. I'm not saying he was directly into it, but I think he had a hand in Tales of the Borderland, which All was right. a Telltale's game. Okay, so I, I think he collaborated with a team at Telltale mm-hmm. in order okay. to to create that. So that's why that those two games to me have are the richest of the lore as far as the series. So I think that if Eli Roth is going to be directing, one of the first things that he should do, he needs to get him on board. He definitely needs to get that guy on. At board. least as a consultant. Yes, yeah, sure. At the very least as a consultant. Do that, yeah. Because I imagine this will be like a really fun action movie, obviously, because you have this action stuff yeah, in there. But it's also going to be very big landscapes and small and like I want to see like wide or not, I won't say arenas, but big expansive environments and also like small ones because there is a lot of that in the game. I don't know how I feel about a live action claptrap. That dude pisses me <laughs> the hell off sometimes. Actually, it'd be kind of dope. I mean, it wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a live action. I'd like to see one done, like the whatever effects they need to do to make it happen. Yeah, how would you do that? I mean... Oh, like a live action, like, oh my God, that's going to be tough. I mean, it can be done. There's a lot of animatronic groups that can just build a thing, and then if not, you can also have someone to CG it up and you wouldn't even know. Hey, that's true. I hate you, Claptrap. <laughs> well, yeah. I hate you so much. You can make Claptrap, and you can make it where Claptrap just gets blasted. Dude, I, I would get back into better shape Start going back to martial arts classes. Just to fight Claptrap? Just not to fight, to send him flying. <laughs> Straight up. You know, I will take uh. up I will take up soccer, football to everyone else, just so that I can get that yeah, running strength sense. and that leg like, strength to just kick. For people don't know in Borderlands, there is a robot. They're called I'm pretty sure they know. <laughs> They're very irritating. Yeah. Even, we go. Even if you don't play Borderlands. One wheel far. robot, one eye. He's kind of a jerk. But but going back to what he to Randy was saying is that you're right. It's you, which you could get an animatronic. You can build it out. And basically, what people usually do when it comes down to animatronics talking is that there's this light flashing in some way or form yeah. that signifies dialogue yeah. is coming. So, well, like seeing a blue light come into the one lens that that Claptrap has would be this would be signifying that he is talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and the, the beautiful thing about the it, movie all first person. I and guess. The, the beautiful thing no, about no, no. that too is that I didn't say because you do that. because there's no moving lips, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, sure. you don't have to worry about trying to put something in its place or or having like like they did with Sonic or they did yeah. with, with Vin Diesel and Groot, where you have yeah. to worry about facial features or anything. No, he's an animatronic or, being. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I suppose it'll be fine. But I don't know. We'll cool. see if it gets any funding. I've seen some movies just fly under the radar that were like, you know, the game really like, oh, really? There's a postal movie? Really? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And it is not good. It's like, oh, why, Lord? Well, we don't know about any kind of script being made or anything. No. Just as like, hey, he's doing it with Lionsgate. So that's cool. And like, all right, dope. Just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna put maybe. I'm looking at maybe it'll be dope. But Eli Roth, I like his work. Too. Not everything is a big success for him, but there, I think he knows what he can do. Yeah, based off of his credentials, I think he would be able to 
to do a pretty good job with this. I wouldn't say the perfect guy to do this, but I'm like, hey, that's, that's uh, not know, a bad choice. I'm surprised Netflix didn't try to get the rights to that. I mean, they, maybe they might. You never know. This might end up getting that, on Netflix. Yeah, well, that's true. They'll yeah, be like, hey, they know, made all that sweet D- 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 Doom 2 money. You know, I, I got to say, I, I have to say, we spoke about this before, and I do like the idea of a series coming out rather than a full-on movie. Just imagine a series of Borderlands. Yeah. Not through Netflix, though. No? No, it's it's it'll be cheaply made. Well, you got to remember, Netflix doesn't actually make anything. They go out and they buy properties, yeah. and one of the main providers was well, Lionsgate. Yeah. Like, we talked about this I a guess. couple years back. So, if Lionsgate is the one that's actually producing it... And they just sell it to Netflix. And they just sell it to Netflix as a series, then that mm. would be pretty rad, I think. Because, again, you, you have time to build a narrative. Yeah, but you have to instead cover of trying the cost to put, and whatnot. If yeah. it's done really well and they put a lot of effort yeah, into it. Yeah, if it gets done really well, imagine how many subscriptions based are going to increase based off of that's that. That's true. And if Netflix can even afford to do it, I mean... I mean, they well, have a like, lot of money. They do, but then it's like, then they... I don't know. They spent a lot of money on some bullshit, so... You know what, though? But that bullshit probably gets them a lot of use. And maybe. And let's give you a perfect example of it. Who thought that The Witcher was going to be a good series? Oh, yeah. It's a great series. And everyone watches it. It's a great series, it. yeah. And it's already got, like, greenly for great, like, two yeah. more seasons? Actually, I kind of knew it was going to be good. I'm, I was skeptical, but I'm like... And then, yeah, I so bet that first season's going to be pretty good. They got to wow me, and they did, I'm like, all right, you did. Good. My only real beef is they don't really acknowledge when time, like the time jumps. But yeah. that's my only, and I think they that's say confusing. it's intentional. But again, then you just argued against your points. Like, well, they, they spend a lot of money on that. Let's just see. I mean, let's just see. But yeah, we don't know and, anything. And you know, you're not entirely wrong in that sense yes. too, because let's remember Death Note. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They didn't exactly. make that though. They, they paid did, for it. They, they didn't. Did, they didn't they pay, pay for, for it. it though. Uh, Isn't that worse? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they saw it. They and saw like, it and went. You know, you know what? what? People this... will love this. Oh yeah. We're you know what? Actually, <laughs> from my money hand over fist, baby. Oh yeah. Actually, from my this. understanding, I don't think they actually saw the finished product before they bought it. Oh boy. Because I was listening to uh, oh, you know, going back to, to Sonic a little you... bit. Ben Schwartz, uh, the actor who voices Sonic, he's an uh, he's been a, he's my favorite character. He's John Raphael from the Parks and Rec series. Yep, he's the voice of Sonic in this new movie. But he's also a very talented improviser. He does like a lot of live improv, mm-hmm. and he did a series where I think it's supposed to be six episodes. They do a live event where they will talk to the audience about something, and then based on what the audience tells them. Whether it be something tragic that happened in life, something awesome in life, they make they try and make a fun, um, what's it called, improvised long form story out of it. Which I'm like, so you don't? How did they pitch? It? And he explains like, here's the idea we have, and it could be anything, but understand that we could also have the worst things going. And he explained there's a point where someone talked about how their child died of cancer, and that they're coming to this show to like make themselves feel better. I'm like. How do you make this a fun story and then pitch it to Netflix and they bought it? It's like, yeah, they Netflix bought it. I don't think they actually saw what the product was. So e- not saying that's a great idea to do it that way, mm. but whoever negotiated to get Death Note signed to Netflix, that must be a master negotiator. Yeah. Because someone got paid. I don't did, think they I, should have. They also Netflix also get the exclusive rights to like anything one piece live action oh, related. Yeah. Is that I don't know if I think that's they did. A, I don't think it, uh, maybe it's, I think it's exclusive rights in North America. <coughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> One piece live action. Oh, if Death Note's any indication, guys. 
Let us see then. I don't know about all that. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, it is interesting to see adaptations happen. And we talked a little bit before about how the easiest, I think, way for video games to get there is to have more of a series run. Because you'll get more stuff out of it. I hope you would. Yeah, Netflix is turning the comic One Piece into a live action TV show. <laughs> and it's not oh. a comic. I, oh, hold on, though. One yeah. Piece manga creator Oda. Yeah, that's a comic. A hero will oversee the <laughs> adaption of his beloved that's series. That's just Japanese for comic book man. I su- yeah, nope, okay. comic book. They have yeah, issues, is. pages. So at least the creator of it is actually going to have a hand in it. <laughs> He's going to have a hand by going, Dallas, thrown in the air, guys. Yeah. He's going to have a money part. gun, just firing money in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have another story, but I don't know if you guys would want to put it on here, but it kind of is close to this. So, Is it the that anime series? One? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 we can talk about it. We can talk about that. You, you want to go to it? Yes, we said we can talk about it. That's okay. on our list. Um, so you want to go right. into it now? But this is a weird one. It is a weird one. So we you don't know talk yeah, about like, anime on this. Sean, I'm, we do, I'm, but not a lot. I'm going to have you take lead on but this yes, one. But yes, please do. Okay. So, so you go for it, man. Look, I'm going to do this the best I can. So uh, It's not that bad considering the things we talk about. Okay. But go ahead. No, don't be oh, hesitant. Oh, wait, before you do that, <laughs> let me just go ahead and say this right now. Um, Eli Roth, good luck with the Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Live action, whether it's movie. Like I said, I would love to see a series. But a live action movie, if you do get your hands on it and you're able to do it. I want to see a movie being man, directed by the Bear Jew. I, I give you, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will pray for your success on this because I think it's too much of a massive thing. I'm sorry, but congratulations to it if you have oh, yeah. moving forward. All right. Uh, Sean, okay. move on. So talk about a streaming service that doesn't watch or even like consume <laughs> what they put on their platform. Funimation uh, runs a lot of uh, has a lot of anime for their for their streaming services. Basically, all anime they yeah. have: One Piece, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, whatever. Right. So hot off the press, I didn't know this, but they compete for a lot of series that come out of Japan, and it's kind of cutthroat. I went, oh, okay, because uh, there's Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And, well, there's Crunchyroll, and it's kind of cutthroat. So. Fresh off the presses, fresh out of Japan, uh, an, um, a series called Interspecies Sorry. Reviewers, which is funny, and it had a manga, and it's a very successful manga in Japan. They get their own anime adaption, and it's like, hey, cool, all right. So Funimation's like, What, what cool. was the name of it again? Interspecies Reviewers. Okay. Interspecies it's Reviewers. Not, it doesn't sound bad, but the premise of the manga is, look, mm-hmm. these two degenerate uh, it's set in a fantasy world. These two degenerate... Uh, screw it. These two degenerate... God damn it. Come on, you said screw it already. So you just You're gotta right. Okay, no, no. The two characters, human, uh, swordmaster, and then his buddy, elf, uh, archer, they love to visit brothels. The whole premise of the anime is that these two guys have a crew that they just visit brothel brothels that specialize in a species. So there could be a brothel that specializes in elves. There's a brothel that specializes in fairies. There's a brothel that specializes, because I did watch the recent episode, into golems, like empty robot magic doll golems. So, yeah, and... The if, funny thing Sean, is about I'm, this. I'm going to cut you off for just a second. If you listen carefully, 
you can hear Sean sweating over <laughs> a little bit. All right, because he's nervous to talk about. <coughs> it is all. It is awkward. I talked to him a little it's bit about awkward, this. but it's <laughs> funny. Sean, say to me, say what you told me last week when you're trying to convince me about watching this series. Okay, look, <laughs> just tell me. Say say what you said. All right. I still feel like the the show like everyone needs to know about this. So the anime, no no keep going no to say no okay you, what did you tell me last week it's, when you're trying to convince me to watch this series? Sure, I want to say it's porn. <laughs> if, if you it's a great anime if you can get past the porn. <laughs> it's a great show if you can get past the porn. I can't. I can't. Now I you know what I, I, I I'm not gonna lie I actually have watched an episode of the series. Which one? And, uh, the first one. <sighs> okay. The very first one. When right. they first start going into it. All right. Uh, and uncensored the be- or see, censored? Because they made uh, two no, versions. The, no, there is. It's the uncensored one. Okay, but the good. best way you can describe when you say porn, I, mind you, understand that there isn't. You're not going to see a lot of the act of things that you are happening. Really aren't. No, really aren't. But they do talk about it a lot, and there's a lot of suggestive things. So it's very. Not, it's like if you were watching a straight to video. Like there's there might be some naughty stuff that happens. You're not actually going to see a lot of what it is, but they do talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do see your point of once you get, pe- it's like hentai light. It's like very, very on it's the, soft it's core so, so on the edge of it. Yeah. But isn't, it is, isn't that called uh, like the like the, the lighter stuff? Isn't it called like etchy or something yeah, like that? Kind, I, I, I don't know. Kinda, I think I'm not sure. But I really. do understand when Sean said that. Once you get past that point, and I watch him like I can see why you'd say that. At the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's there's, there's some stuff happening in here. So, Look, Funimation has put out yeah. some stuff on their platform where there's this anime that is basically uh, two women having to get each other off to turn the other woman into a weapon to fight evil. Yeah. So that's completely okay on their platform. In fact, it's going into a few more seasons. Wow, multiple this, seasons. This. Wow. And what's that yeah. series called, Sean? I've have not seen it okay but this Asking the reason the reason this came up <laughs> me to, <laughs> the reason this came across my radar is because this turns out to be a really good anime with a really raunchy premise and funimation canned it after the third episode the first two episodes they're like yeah okay cool we're good they were trying to work in to get it dubbed or like english dubbed right up until the third episode where they showed that and they're mind you Funimation is showing the uncensored version at the time. Third episode, uh, the premise is they go into a gender-bending brothel where they drink potions to change their gender, and they get um, women to show them the ways of womanhood, and things get really bad. Or great. Or great. Well, yeah. Fantastic for them. Yeah. But you can't... There's things you can't show... And their I mean, halfling buddy. Oh, I, man. I think what the issue here is that Funimation obviously did not watch Really? They didn't. They went, oh, no, after this. <laughs> like, they pulled the whole series six episodes deep already off their platform. was like, nope, no deal, no deal. And I'm not saying that people can't think, enjoy this series. Do you think after they did that, they thought maybe somebody should watch this? Oh boy! Somebody should have seen this before. I know. Well, also, well, I'm saying after the fact, like they they pulled it off, but they've just lost content. Yeah. So you would think that, like, you know what? 
maybe we should actually do our due diligence. Well, it's not even and that. Watch also, this to also see have... where it goes to see if it's something that we can bring back somewhere down the line. Well, it's also have no. a stance. Have a stance though, because yeah. like you said, they they have a series already where two women have to you know basically get the other one going to turn into a weapon. Like that's okay. But two, I mean, it is kind of a douchey though. These two dudes are like, they're like the the raunchy Yelp reviewers in Middle Earth. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. they are. It's like, it's great. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's funny. Come on, guys. It is funny. It's it is ab- funny. Oh God, it is really funny. Um, there's some. There's some. It's those things where. And but, I, I got to go back to what you were saying when you asked him. Did you watch the censored or the uncensored? No, part? I watched the uncensored. I, I feel at that point, if you're gonna even. Think about watching this. Yes. You have to go all the way. I mean, there's also certain yeah. things like, I can't remember which part it was, but I know that there was a, when they were talking to the woman who owns the bar, they're like, they're friends with. And she's I like a bird. She owns the well, bar. She, she like works there. She's like there. a patron. Yeah. Or like a, she's a waitress. Well, yeah. She's, I would say she works there. But yeah. I, but like that they have because of her bird species. Oh, if you touch on the back of the neck, it gets yeah. her all excited. And that's the type of stuff that pops up. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You touch oh. on the back of the neck. And it's like, Okay. You so, yeah, yeah. It's porn. <laughs> Not quite. No, it's it's a great anime. It's a great show. Yeah, if you can I get still like that. Once you get past it's, that part, it's one of those things where if you're watching it and your wife comes in, you're just like, no, baby, I swear, I'm watching it for the stories. <laughs> It's not even the and you and it is. It's, it's not always it's, the same the type Playboy of erotic effect. stuff. It is the Playboy effect. Okay, it's if like you're into anime. Yeah, I I get the Playboys because of the article. They're actually really good and articles. The articles are actually really really good articles. It just so happens that there's women who decided to become topless and bottomless from yeah. time to time. Yeah. So you're telling me I have to go. There actually isn't a lot of that in the series either. No, the it, yeah you don't see any like. Because they're different species, it's like, oh yeah, they're No, around. I'm like, well, it's yes, soft man. core hentai. So, boobs, you, I, fine. Like, uh, ass, fine. No, like, vajayjay, Do, no do you dick. actually see the, the action happening? No. You, Not like that. Not, not like, like that. Okay. No. Very soft core. And I mean skirting the line. It's like really cool. Like, I'm surprised they just didn't go full on. Yeah. Like I'm surprised. Well, then I, I think at that point it does then become hentai, and it's just the like the third well. episode really does. It does. It 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 hits that line where I the halfling. I'll just say that halfling that changed gender to get another halfling girl to use a dildo on him, and that in Japanese, uh, they have a law you can't show actual penetration or in yeah. live action or uh, anime or animated. So they censored the the dildo. And everything, and like, oh man, but, <laughs> oh man, you're like, <laughs> like, but yeah, even now that you showed that and it was censored, now it's a hentai, like, period. I think Sean's blushing a little, but <laughs> I like it. You're I'm like, happy. It's, it's a like, great series, it's, honestly. I, oh. I just go back to how you said that, and like, I understand your point to it. I also yes. weirded out that Funimation A didn't know this was happening. No. B is not make up your mind on how how you view this. It's like, no, no, just be real about it. It's like, yeah, 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 because you already have another series where stuff's like that happening, but they're using it to fight. So, Sean, can you give us the name of it one more time, please? Interspecies Reviewers. Okay. And this Interspe- isn't even... Interspecies Reviewers. So do us a favor, listeners. It- check it out yourselves. The problem is you. it's a really hard to check it out yourselves. You can... I, you know what? The internet is a vast yes. thing. You so- can find ways to watch it. It, and we're I'm not, not going to tell you how to do it. We're not promoting it, and we're not saying like do anything. I'll like, promote da- it. No, no, I'm no. I'm not we, saying like download illegally or anything like that. Don't I'm, say what we're saying is, is I don't if, you, talk about if where you, it's you going have from. to find a way to do this, 
and you want to let us know what you thought about it, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to go on to Sean Vander's Twitch channel, and he'll tell you that. I haven't streamed yet this week. I'm probably going to do it tonight, hopefully. Yes, yeah, so yeah. by the time you hear this, you just tell him, you just tell him, hey, man, just, guys, by the way, watch Interspecies Reviewers through this video. It's a great anime. Okay. You know, actually, because you brought up streaming, I saw something kind of interesting. Hmm. M- moving the topics along. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah. and, and this wasn't actually one of our topics, but I, I just saw this yesterday before I left work. Uh, the idea of what esports is becoming. There is actually a community. It doesn't surprise me, but I never really thought of this as being an esport. But there is a community out there that streams chess matches. Okay. Where if you're into that. Yeah, if you're into that. And apparently there's this this girl. She's a woman now, but when she was a girl, she was like nine years old. And she was a hustler when it came down to chess. Sweet. Like that whole idea of just like, oh, what does this piece do? And then by the end of it, she's like checkmated you after three moves kind of thing. Awesome. And apparently she's actually uh, built a following okay. of Twitch streaming chess matches. Cool. Where she'll randomly play against people online, and she does speed chess. So it's that one where like you make the move, and then you hit, you stop the clock because you only have so much time yeah. to actually make the moves. Okay. There's a community out there for that, and yeah, they, and absolutely. They, and they call it esports, which I thought was interesting, because it's. I always thought of electronic sports in the sense of just that you're playing, you're playing a video game, you're playing a video game, and that. I never really thought of chess as being electronic chess. I could see that. I, I don't know if it was electronic or not. But if she wants to be like at a table against somebody and she has a camera on the chess board, then maybe well, it's something different. It's, well, I think what it is is because you're, what you're saying is she's playing against someone against chess, but it's someone that's not in the same location she is. Right. right? Yeah. That's fine. No, no, no. I, that's but I, I would call that eSports. You would? Okay. Yeah. It's, it just happens that they both have an actual live piece or live board. And they're just playing through the internet. So obviously, like you know, if she, if I move my piece from wherever then to wherever, that person has to move that piece. Yeah, to and then and yeah. then she's doing the same thing. Okay, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I what? I never thought about that. I get it. I understand. Weird, what you right? mean. No, I'm, I'm not, saying it's not, weird, but not, I never thought of it that let way. Let me say like this: not weird in a bad way, just a weird in the sense of like I would have never thought of it like that. I, I, to, okay. It's one of those things where like someone puts something in front of you, and you're like, okay, that's just a glass, and then they turn it a little bit. And I don't know what this is. Like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that actually works out no, really well. It's, no, it's actually a bong, guys. Oh, oh, there you go. All right, cool. First, well, first it looks like a a, a, a pot for a plant, yeah, yeah. and then you turn it over. And I you, don't know what anything is. And anymore. then you can smoke out of it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, uh, but yeah. So yeah. So they there is it. There is a there's a community that. That's pretty cool. It also makes me wonder what other things are actually out there that are. Twitch streamed in the sense of <laughs> Battleship. I would totally like, play Battleship. Like, that does way. somebody actually sure. do like Monopoly? Do they actually do competitive Monopoly? Monopoly? Competitive Monopoly. I mean, Monopoly itself is competitive, but doing it like digitally, I guess. Like, yeah, sure. Having I mean, uh, I mean, granted, there's like Xbox Live yeah. versions of that and everything. Sure. Like, I, I've also seen people like play Uno and stream that, like digital Uno sure. and all that. So I guess so, but I, I'm curious as to what else falls into that category. Hmm. Now. I don't know. <laughs> you can play uh, Sorry that way. One, one last little thing before we move on to the next topic. Uh, did you guys hear about Ninja coming out and saying that if you don't get mad when you lose at video games, that you're weak? What? So, oh, okay. so yeah, no, no. Th- this will be really quick. I, okay. So basically what Ninja came out and said was basically if you're a competitive gamer and you don't get upset after you after you lose, if you don't, if you don't get salt, essentially... 
that you're not a real competitive gamer, that you're not taking it seriously enough. Okay. That essentially you're weak. I wouldn't go that far with him in that comment. He did uh he made some comment about like oh like Red, like Randy, LeBron James would be upset if he didn't Randy score is perplexed blah, 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 blah. right now. Like he's just like, "Uh?" Yeah. I'm not even perplexed. I look at him like I mean, it's not I mean, I guess Some, if, yeah. I, you know what it is is I understand if he's saying from the point of view of that you've been training so hard, and and then you still lose. It's I look at him like it's okay to be disappointed, but you know, did you try your? Hey, did you try your best? Yes. Do you think the other person's better than you after everything's said and done? That if if you said yes to either one, I'm like, mm, you can't get that upset. I honestly, he made some comment about somebody about him being a little over, being being a little too into the game, I suppose. And uh, every people on his chat were like, "Look, dude, it's just, it's just yeah, down. exactly." And he he, he lost his yeah. mind because he was just like, "No, no, 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 no," because he takes this professionally, and he lost his mind saying like, "People are like, yo, calm down and everything." And he, he was like, "Look, if he, he takes this sort of thing seriously, a guy makes stupid amounts of money just playing uh, Fortnite." So yeah, I can understand him being a little upset because he's a competitor, right? And they, there's competitive Fortnite, of course. So yeah, yeah. With that, let me ask you guys a quick question, and then we'll move on. When somebody is watching a personality play a video game, are they watching because... What's more important? Is it that the, the personality is good, or the person's personality is coming out? That's... You have to essentially do both. It's different for other people. Like some, I like some, a lot of times. I actually don't care necessarily who the person is. I care to see what the result of what they're doing. So let is. me give you an example. Let's let's go with Ninja, who, who apparently is very outspoken. He's yeah. very much a character. Now let's go to somebody like Daigo. Sure. Who I, I'm not going to say he doesn't have personality, but he's more of like a reserved. He's very chill dude. Very soft spoken. But when you put a, Japanese, a, a fight stick yeah. in front. And I don't mean? understand him. <laughs> I, I, but no, I, I don't really understand why Japanese has anything to do with it. But well, when he's put, playing Street but Fighter, you put a fight stick in front of him. Yeah. Whether it's Street Fighter or even other fighting games, because he'll take the time to try yeah. to learn the mechanics of everything. Yeah. You know, people pay attention to that. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. So it goes to the question is, what's more important? Being able to be badass in the game or having a personality that projects that attracts okay. people? Well, I don't think that's a great example because if I'm tuning in to see Daigo, I'm tuning in to watch him just destroy people in Street Fighter. And if he's playing like, oh, if he's playing Fudo just uh, just across the city or something, and like, oh, okay, so this is going to be a really good match. And they're not taking it really seriously because they only take competition at the tournament level seriously. So if they're playing each other online, this is practice. So he's like, mm, all right, so, okay, all right. And he does. he's real chill, real soft-spoken. Another thing is, he speaks Japanese. I don't understand a word he's saying. So I'm watching his frame, like, how he's spacing himself and go, oh, okay, cool. So that, if anything else, then, that almost seems like <coughs> you're more interested, at least in that case, based off of his gameplay. Off of his gameplay, yeah. Now, take a guy like Maximilian Dude who plays Street Fighter or anything else fighting games. Now he's like, okay, got to go in, got to go in. And if he's like, oh, my God, I dropped the combo. He's pushing the doo-doo in so hard. And I'm like, yeah, now he has to do both, essentially. 
So if you've ever streamed, it depends on who the person is that's playing, yeah. whoever the content provider is. Okay. Yeah, and whatever he's playing too, because he didn't play Street. Is, is that your stand as well? I mean, like I said, like I mentioned, it's like oh, some guys I I tune into just to see what they're doing, not just like what they're saying on the side of it. it's like oh, that's awesome to see these. It things. helps. Yeah. Uh, at the other time, it's like oh, I I also am interested in some people's personalities. Like for, I don't respond well to anyone who's like angrily yelling about anything true it's like i look i'm like guy remember you're still playing like any and even goes for sports like when athletes get <clears throat> excuse me upset longer than they should be i want to like, calm down bros calm, yeah like, like even said it's like uh, in the end of the day like when he, uh ninja had said if lebron got lost or something or missed a shot he'd get really mad i'm like yeah and 30 seconds later it passes and he realizes holy crap i'm lebron james i have like a literal ton of dough. Well, not even it's that. Like, <laughs> well, not even that. He could be upset and be like, "Nope, nope, get, get head in the game, head yeah. in the game, head of the game." It's like, eh. he gets over it. You have to get over it very quickly. Yeah, it could have been just a bad day for Ninja. It could be. Yeah. It just I happens mean, really. that he also says things publicly, and he should also be very aware of that. That's true. All right, just want like to get people... your guys' opinion on that really quick. All right. Uh, so I don't know if you guys heard. Okay. But IDW is publishing some of Marvel's stuff. Good. Nothing as far as main continuity, just more of like the side stuff. Mm. Marvel just like, hey, you guys mind doing this? Put more of our stuff out there. IDW was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And, you know, now they're working together. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a video that was released of a guy who was talking about the Marvel DC crossovers that they had a couple of years. I say a couple of years, like it's only been five, but it's actually been, again, 30. Probably that. A little bit more than that, actually. And... He was saying that if there were any company that would be able to do a crossover, it would actually be IDW for Marvel and DC. Because IDW huh. has actually worked with DC Comics before, and they're currently working with Marvel right now. And what the guy was saying was that, I, I gotta pull up this video so that you guys can see it, and I'll also post it up on our social media. Maybe what they're crossovering. But let me, let me finish the thought. Hmm. Uh, so what ended up happening is, he said, uh, first he goes into the history of it, as far as the crossovers that happened in the 80s and 90s sure. and how ultimately it was more of an act of desperation because it was around that period that comic books were really just taking a nosedive. Oh, yeah. Marvel was like close to bankruptcy a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I say the, the few things that actually helped it was the Marvel X-Men series, not just because of the cartoon, but because of all the merchandise that ended up becoming afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the same with Batman, the animated series. Um, but at that time in the, the late 80s and then early 90s, that's when it was really taking off where we got to see a lot of the crossovers. We got to see uh, Batman and Captain America, Spider-Man and Batman, uh, Batman and the Hulk. Man, Batman's, Batman's been around. Because <laughs> um, he's the more popular DC character. Yeah. So yeah uh, they're going to use him uh, a lot. Superman and Spider-Man uh, coming together. There was one I didn't know about. And I, I Actually, I want to check out. And it's uh, Batman and Daredevil. I want to check that one That's out. That's a fight. Oh, I want to see it, man. And Daredevil's not winning. Oh, that. no, he's not. I, I love Daredevil, but, you know, Batman's like a top-tier hero in DC, so of he's course they're going to do everything. top-tier fighter. Right. Um, but what, they, what he was saying was that the crossovers of back in the day were desperation, and that even both publishers have come out and said, like, yeah, this is about making money. Granted, we want to be able to create content I mean, where everybody would really enjoy it. They make stuff for people to buy. So, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. about money. But, yeah. And so, like, they, they want, you know, ultimately it is a competition between Marvel and DC, at least in that case in the comic book world and now in the movie universe because they both have their, <laughs> their franchises. But 
if there were anywhere where they would be able to do a crossover, it would be through IDW because IDW, like I said before, isn't doing anything as far as main continuity. So if they wanted to actually create these stories and these ideas, they would be able to put them in there. It's neutral ground. It's neutral ground. Yeah. And what he was saying was IDW, if they were to do it, that first off, it should only be one shots. It shouldn't necessarily be an overarching story because it'll draw away from any of the other stuff that both um, companies are currently publishing right now. Okay. Um, but if these one shots were to prove, again, going back to it, profitable, mm-hmm. making money, it, and it, it's a very long shot, but it, it can open the conversation to possibilities of mer- not necessarily merging like movies, no. but like doing, again, one shots, little things here and there that aren't necessarily in the comic book world. That's fine. So what I want to ask you guys is what are your thoughts on the idea of possibly doing some one shots on IDW and what are some of your guys' favorite crossovers? Mind you, they don't have to be Marvel and DC. So they can be from different publishers. It doesn't have to be the big two, just whatever crossovers that you thought were really cool. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Randy on this one. Uh, well, yeah, as, far as, that. as far as the IDW thing, I remember they actually got the, I think it was a two years ago, uh, they got the rights to do like kid-focused comics in hopes to, they were publishing like, you know, like Young Avenger stuff or things with the newer Spider-Man. and Teen Titans um, and whatnot. Well, it wasn't yeah. even with Teen Titans, but it was all like, it was actually a, a branding they did for Marvel specifically. Okay. And I don't think it did great for them, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can't continue this partnership with Marvel like that. Because it is easier if you can have, you know, more... If you you obviously will be more successful if you can get a bigger audience and obviously a younger audience gives you you know well you if you can hook a younger fan you can keep them forever I mean that's True. a lot of a lot of brands have been able to do that get them while they're young um, but as far as like uh, whether or not this could work having both of them or like both Marvel and DC come together and have it be like in the easiest way is to do like one shots to do single issue or if not two or three parters maybe. And then go from I say, there. I say going past three is, is it's a little, excessive. It, it can be a little much. Yeah, so three at the max. Because you want to get these stories in there. And, and plus, everybody has different tastes. So maybe you want to see different characters show up in there, interacting with other characters, which is, you know, you don't normally see. So I personally, from an artistic and a, a, a comic fan, I'd love to see these things. Um, I don't know how well it will work financially though because it's a matter of whether or not the fans will want to see you would also have to imagine that both marvel and dc would like to have a say in like in certain characters certain crossovers yeah but that's the problem that is the issue yeah that is the problem because everyone's gonna want it that's why i think with idw is like they probably have to make a deal like listen guys we're gonna take these characters we're just gonna ask your permission we're not gonna do anything terrible with because idw's there is a specific ruling they had when marvel did it with them when they were doing their kid friendlier ones but it's like here's what we're gonna do we got this. We're going to do it this way. Back the hell up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> just relax. Period. It's just it's just a story, guys. No, no <laughs> one's going to be tarnished. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, go from there. Now, I don't know if either company is willing to do that. I know that both are, at least I know DC is in a weird state now. They're one of their CEOs, was it Dan Didio, just left the company True. abruptly. Yeah. It's oh. like, oh, I'm like, uh, what's going on here? Uh, but we'll see how does, that pans out. Does Disney swoop in? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I hear some. I heard some crazy stuff from 
my friends who work at other comic book companies about Dan Diddy. I'm like, uh, oh, really? I can't say for sure. I don't know any of that's true. Uh, hey, it's not my friend. Let's wait until it's actually <laughs> confirmed true. Then we'll talk about <laughs> it. Otherwise, but, it can be slander. Apparently. He's uh, into troll porn? Uh, like what? That. No. He's actually he's executive producer for uh, Interspecies Reviews. Uh, he's my favorite guy <laughs> ever. Uh, no, but... As far as uh, crossovers go, there's so many I've read that were really fun and interesting. But I think one that always pops in my head that I liked was actually sort of a crossover. But it was when DC decided to interact with their other brand, which was Wildstorm Productions, which used to be Jim Lee's company, which he sold to DC. Now, when they did this, were they different companies at the time? They were un. They were. It was still Wildstorm Productions, but they were under the DC brand. Oh, okay. Sorry. And but they never interacted with each other, like ever. And so what they did is they did a thing called Dream War, where it's like this kid who has super abilities and whatnot. He basically puts the two universes together. So you get to see like you find out Grifter. That's like where the character Grifter comes from, and he ends up being part of the New Fifty Two. But like you see these uh, groups interact. Like it was interesting to see. That was it. I think was it the 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 Teen Titans end up ends up finding Gen Thirteen like randomly like they're just walking around at the mall and then the Titans go hey there's a bad guy I'm like holy shit what's going on here, but I thought it was a really just interesting fun thing because then you get to see like characters taking it to each other for no real reason other than it was like this kid who's got these super cosmic abilities saying well, I'm gonna have him fight cool, and that's basically what I think IDW should need to do. It's like yeah guys just have these guys fight it out who cares. Hmm. Sean, what do you think? See, the thing is, uh, man, IDW, it's a good choice. I think it is neutral ground, and that's probably what you need in this case because past crossovers haven't been really well. They have to really work with each other. It's been a pain in the ass to get each other to like agree on anything. And that fight I mean, with for good Superman reason. and the Hulk for good is reason. stupid. Or, you know what? Superman it's and good, Thor. It's good, but it's stupid. Like, I remember that fight between Superman and Thor. Yeah. And then afterwards, Superman and Thor start talking to each other after everything's calmed down. And he go and like Thor says, like, no, I think I can beat you. Now that I know exactly what you're capable of, I know exactly what to do. It's just like, you had to sneak that in there, didn't you? You think so, You huh? had to put that in I mean, there yeah, fine, like, so that Thor didn't come out looking completely weak. Yeah. Yeah. Had to sneak that in there, didn't you, Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> so I think IDW uh, taking the reins on that is a really good idea. And then the mashups are going to have to actually matter. Actually, I take that back. He wasn't talking to Superman. I think he was talking to Batman at that point. I don't know. But yeah, I digress. Bat- uh, Batman and Captain America have fought, and uh, that's a thing. Batman tapped out in that fight. Uh, yeah. He- well, which one? There was there was two occasions. There was well, in the amalgamation, in their the DC Marvel crossover, like the big one, which yeah, turned they, the amalgamation. He actually taps out because they like they're fighting in the sewers or whatever, and he's like, eh, "I guess I'm done." Which I was like, "I don't know if he taps out." I, think, I mean, no, like I think he, he, I think he legitimately loses because he says, "You're crazy with that shield." Like he thought that he like dropped the shield. He had actually thrown the shield and it like ricocheted and it. Well, hit no, I like like no, he was losing and he goes, yeah, "I'm done, guy." Like he actually says, "Hey, I I, I can't win this fight," so he stops. See, I've read that wasn't one al- where... no, no, that wasn't amalgamation. That was the other one, where they're both on the rooftop and they're like, "No, this is in the sewer." Like they fought in the sewer. All right, where I remember, it's, I know it's happened twice. I'm looking at my yeah, no, I've seen it over here. I'm like, I see right. it. Yeah. I see it. Let me grab. Do you mind if I grab yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on one second. We're gonna get All that. Right. Uh, cool. Sean, please continue. continue. Well, so the mashups actually kind of matter. So I would think uh, matter in what way? Do... Matter as far as story goes, okay. or matter as like this is the history. This has got to be. Well, I would think 
uh, character-wise or whatnot. You can't put Batman like, with Daredevil because Batman would just trounce his face in. But you could do like uh, Nightwing and Daredevil. Like that, you could do yeah, that a lot better. Well, they did a death out, which I don't agree with death that. battle, yeah. I don't agree with that. But it's a better all. fight, <laughs> I would feel. But I Actually, mean, uh, their first live action <clears throat> yeah. fight, too, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that was fine. But it was actually really cool. But it depends on who you're going to get and what the mashups are and what. Damn, he, we actually opened it right there. And where's the photos to put that on Instagram? Oh, All right, I think it was right over here. All right, cool. Well, you, do you want to read the panels? Uh, I'm trying to see. Dizzy, camera. Camera. Sean, relax, dude. Right. Relax. Just saying. No, Sean. I'm just going to let this moment pass. All right. Sorry. You are. There was no camera on your. So while we're waiting for him to do that. Sean, what finish was, your story, what, Sean. Yeah, oh. Finish your story, and then also, what was one of your favorite crossovers? Um, didn't have one. Really? <coughs> so nope. not even like the new ones, like uh, Batman and Ninja Turtles. No. Or uh, Justice League and Power Rangers. That's a thing. No. Mm -mm. Really? No. Nope. <laughs> Ninja Turtles and uh, Power Rangers also a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Actually, yeah. next death battle: uh, Jason versus Leonardo. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Nope. I haven't seen a really good one in a comic book form, like at all. Other oh. than, well, I mean, other than again, like, it doesn't have to be Marvel and DC. It could be something else too. See, the other thing then it's like DC and DC. Then I'm like, oh, okay, this is like Teen Titans versus Justice League. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I get that, but nothing like we're Avengers versus the Justice League or anything. I'm like, there's too much ego on either side for them to not draw, because it's going to draw. It has to. So having item, uh, IDW do this is a great idea. They're mm. like, look, we have no, we have no horse in this race, right? So we'll, we're, we got this. But both sides are gonna be like, look, and and do you think that their their writing skills are oh, yeah, well absolutely. enough to where they can make it so that again, no one gets <laughs> tarnished? Like, yeah, yeah, this fight happened, and unfortunately, <laughs> you know. Marvel lost that fight. I drank all my but water. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that character's any less. Yeah. Okay. I think they'll be f they're they're good with that. It'll okay. be fine. And it depends on who you're writing like with. Like yeah, you, Nightwing and Daredevil I think would be a better comic. One of my one of the reasons why I'm I'm interested in this topic is because comic books. That's why. Yeah. It's exactly I get it. it's like and and this is why I, I like bringing up Death Battle a lot. Like I know there's there's times where people will watch it and they don't agree with the ending to it. Uh, the bat the the Superman versus Goku one still gets a lot of debate to this day. Uh, they had one where it was Ben Ten versus Green Lantern. That's one of the most contested endings. Green Lantern apparently won on that, and a lot of the Ben Ten guys were just like, I nah, agree. dude." Um, I agree with the Lantern, I, I, dude. I don't know enough about Ben Ten where I can actually put my two cents on there yeah but i always like those ideas that's like how does a character deal with something like this can they deal with it um and or or do they fall under pressure like the most one of the more recent ones was sindel versus black canary and i agree with it on ben, on you, you saw that one yeah okay on death battle side i agree with it so for anybody who doesn't who didn't watch it uh, yeah, it's, it's all two weeks old now, so I think I can actually it say. Is. So, Sindel loses. She yep. loses to Black Canary. Mm -hmm. uh, despite Black Canary... Or, I'm sorry, uh, Sindel actually being like physically stronger, mm. um, Black Canary is actually able to take it because as far as what we've seen for Black Canary, 
she's taken on characters that are like really uh, like stronger than her or faster than her and she's still taking them down yeah so she has the skill set so that's not enough to where they can give Sindel an advantage and then as far as the the shriek that Sindel can do Black Canary has protection against that. She like, does. Like her, uh, something with her eardrums make it so that it doesn't actually affect her like it does everybody else. Yeah. I would assume it's developed based off of her powers. Yep. Because which is almost the same thing. Which is almost the same thing. Just way more powerful. Yeah. Her screens are actually shown to be more powerful than Sindel's. So anything that Sindel would be able to shoot at her would, wouldn't have any Which effect. is why I agree with it because Black Canary was a better fighter. And but, I go, okay. But I, that's the that's the idea of it. Is like I love how they're able to bring everything together like this mm-hmm. and to be able to figure out like what happens in this situation when you have sometimes an immovable object versus the unrelenting force. You know, what happens? Yeah. I'd like to see things like that. So this is why when I see characters from DC Universe and Marvel Universe or any other crossovers, I want to see what happens. I've seen the lore of these characters and what they're able to do. Yeah. What's going to happen when you put them together? You know? Now that I really think about it, because there's still both egos that are like, no, we don't want that to happen to our character. IDW, you f***ed up this. And then Marvel will be like, no, I think it was really great how Captain America went behind Batman and slit his throat or something like, yeah, no, 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 no. It would be bad. It'll, I don't know. Like, this could be bad for IDW too. Really? Like, yeah. We'll you're never right. work with you anymore. Blah, 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 blah. You're uh, never going to get any, if you're going to have Superman take a backseat to Thor or, or Spider-Man or whatever. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It could be real bad for them too. Yeah. Depending on how they they write out the story, mm-hmm. whether or not it, actually it could works be out well or not. So yeah, mm. all right, that'd um, be that, Randy. Randy. Uh, so I guess I was mistaken. Captain America, uh, he's the one who says he lost the fight. Yeah, Cap says that. Yes. Let me see. Because he actually, what ends up happening is Batman's a better fighter. Uh, period. Mm, but yeah, no. Cap's a super soldier. Uh, I get it, it. What it was is that there was a this, they're fighting the sewer. The sewer fl- gets flushed and he falls back as that's happening. Uh, he catches a batarang to the dome, and then Batman <laughs> saves him. Yeah, and then they get out. I think out. it's the other way because it, isn't it in the next panel they talk about that? And they talk, no, he says, "Uh, Let I came see. up short." Let me see. But mind you, they're also like talking about what they were doing. Like they're saying, "We can." See, and Cap's like, "I can see us being partners doing this," but they have to fight for the respective universes. You're right. You know what? For some reason, I thought Batman said that because, like, when they're when they're coming out of the sewer, Batman looks like he's being carried up by yeah. Cap. Ah, so I got it wrong. Okay. Oh well. Do you want me to try to put it back in the middle? No, there no, no, just, no. I'm gonna look okay. at the more. Right. Kind of do it. So, since but, we're, they, since we're but talking in the, about crossovers, but in the end, is. but in the end, it's like, uh, yeah. And like, technically, if one, but I, I guess the argument I have on this is, if Cap did lose, he should have been disappeared, like, because that's what happens. It'll disappear. No, I'm saying, but like, the oh, oh, yeah, yeah, like, because you know he loses. It's the idea is that there's these two entities who have, uh, who have bets on Marvel and DC universe. Uh, yeah, characters. whatever. That's. Yeah. See, that's and they have it handled like that in that comic, where uh, if one loses, the other has to disappear. It's that's like, and then in order, cosmic and, and again, force. in order yeah. to make it so that nobody comes out the quote unquote loser, yeah. they merge the universes. It's like yeah, he's yeah. actually there. It's actually one of the few fights where it's just one of the guys standing, or actually both guys are standing. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's like you said, it's like, it's like yeah. the the equivalent of a wrestling pin. Yeah, sure. It's not really that way, or at least not being able to answer the ten count. Sure, exactly. But then, how would you handle a crossover like this, though? Because you can't. I know you really can't. can't. You can't do that. This does put a lot of pressure on IDW for sure. Like I was saying, but I mean, 
Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I appreciate Death Battles because they they go out there. They don't they don't have a pony in this race. No, they really know? don't. It's not like Marvel's going up to the. But main, uh, you know, but sure. as you pointed out, because I remember I talked to you about that whole Daredevil Nightwing fight. Yeah. And then people put a lot of emphasis on, like, listen, the way uh, Nightwing won, there's issues of Daredevil where he counters that. And it's like, yeah. I'm going to pull up that video because the way way I see it, I'm not going to actually play it, but I'm going to go off of the likes and dislikes. So if I see a dislike, I'm going to immediately assume that they are saying, no, that's incorrect. Well, but no, the one that got me, though, is the one you told me. It's like, well, you did read this, this, this video is for entertainment purposes. Yeah. So it's like... The, in the idea that they don't actually give, they don't get into all of the details. It's like, sure. oh, this worked out the best as far as their story, their narrative goes. Yeah. And I went, mm. well, but, but the way you were setting this up, you make it like, no, this is how it is. Well, overall, it's just fanboys arguing okay. over this. So, so out yeah. of this, like v- us. So, this video, um, there sure. is 102,000 likes and 11,000 dislikes. Okay, so I, I'd like to think that in that case, a lot of people kind of agree to that. But let me pull up the uh, the Ben Ten one because, like I said, that's the one that a lot of people were just like, ah, no, I don't think so. No, I I do. So Ben Ten versus Green Lantern. That one has have villains fight. So do that. Eighty three. Th- they did good. Uh, Doctor Doom versus Darth Vader, which is my favorite. But have him go up against somebody in DC. Um, eighty three thousand likes. Sixty nine thousand dislikes. That's like the that's like, almost that's almost in the middle. Right I there. feel like <laughs> I think it's because Ben Ten is more like that's, it's generational. Yeah, you yeah, think of it definitely that way. generational. Yeah, because I, I would look at them when you have older characters and how many active fans are online. I guess for how many fans of whatever it is exactly. are active online. It's mm-hmm. like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. And Ben Ten's a relatively new hero. Yeah, yada yada yada. That's the thing with like Daredevil. Daredevil hasn't had his own like ongoing series comic. It ended, uh, or it hasn't been as consistent as other characters have been going. Even though I love the character Daredevil, I'm like oh, right, he's a badass. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what it's like. It, it becomes more of the popularity where, of where Daredevil. Where is the TMNT Daredevil crossover? That's what I want to see. Because from my understanding, because <laughs> yeah. you got to understand, TMNT why wouldn't you want to see that? Like a, a response. You that, do realize that, right, Sean? Why wouldn't you want to see what? that? Because I'm not. Because with cross, because it's this thing we're talking about right now. It's like no one's going to win. No one's going to. No, lose. not even it's, a fight. Like they just run into each other. Well, like what they do with Batman. It's like yeah. Okay. Because like, yeah. you got to remember you that. I guess. You got to remember something, sir. The TMNT there wouldn't be around without Daredevil. Yeah, they don't exist without him. Because they made him Kevin his response. Kevin Eastman and um, I can't remember the other guy's name, unfortunately. They Laird. 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 Kevin. They, they created TMNT based off of Daredevil because they were making fun of the idea of like how dark and gritty it was. Because he just was like, freaking dark and gritty. He was. Oh, that's so where they, you're going with So this. they made okay. TMNT as in a response to that. And right. now look at where TMNT is at now. Okay. So where's our crossover? Like we wouldn't have one without the other. Nah. Let's do something. They're they're all, they're both in New York. I mean, CW makes a ton of dough off their crossover series. They're not fighting each other, but they're crossovering DC stuff so like, with yeah. other DC stuff. Spider Man is not making it into the. No, I know that, but what I'm saying no. is, it doesn't need to necessarily have to be the same thing. They just have to be similar enough. I suppose. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. Like you don't like crossovers of anything. No, I like cross. See, done like like. Like uh, Legends of Tomorrow, like crossover yeah. DC stuff yeah. with DC stuff, fine. But so what you're saying is when they're not fighting each other, it's okay. 
Because I'm not saying what well, we were talking if about. Like, it doesn't have to together, be. Well, yeah, if you're coming together for a common like evil to stop, yeah, and that's cool too, I guess. But even so, it's like who put in the most work? Because there's always going to be that fanboy argument, and it's like, oh, who's the better uh, character? Who's the better? I mean, character? Okay. To, and to, then it's like, who cares? It's yeah. still good. But not that's not a thing that we're talking about. Even yeah, I mean, we're even talking like uh, we're, we didn't say we, we're not fighting. We, we're not versus. Yeah, I'm not, it's crossover. You know, let, me, let me go ahead and just say this: I don't care about the fanboy. I want, but I we cr- are. <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, if and they we decide- just did it just now, yeah. But if they don't do it, we're not going to cry about it. And if yeah. they do do it, we're not going to cry about it because it's just like we got what we wanted. As far as like who won or who lost, it doesn't matter. The fact that these two large conglomerate companies came together, and yeah. Were able to I want to see something. a fun story with these two char- with these two groups of characters. Let me put it to you like That's this. That's what you hope for. Yeah. Let me put it like this: If we were really concerned, if anybody was really concerned about the fa- like the fanboys, there would be no more Star Wars because everybody hated the prequels, and they would have never made them after that. True. We wouldn't have the Mandalorian. We wouldn't have the Mandalorian, or even the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars anniversary series that just started. Oh yeah, that started that. this week, guys. Yay, season yeah, seven. So it. you know, it, it's 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 one thing where you want to create something, and if people appreciate it, that's great. But yeah. they don't do it, and then expect, well, we're gonna get negative feedback. If that were the case, so many things wouldn't get done. No risk True. would be taken. Nothing. Well, would yeah, I get that, but I mean. Eh. How many times have they done this? Not it's very not a, often. It's not a lot, dude. No, yeah, that's no, why. That's often. what makes them special. From my understanding, there was a bunch of one shots, and then there was like two like massive story ones. There's the Marvel vs. DC that we're reading off of right now, yeah. uh, and then there was the other one, um, where it, again it was a it was a different big bad that like this universal big bad that came in and was threatening to destroy every universe, Marvels and DC included. That's a big threat. Big big threat to need the Avengers and the Justice League. Hmm. I mean, that's what it was. Actually, yeah. That's what it was. It was the, the JLA uh, versus Avengers, and then that's that was the the second yeah. story that ended up coming out. Okay, <laughs> where yeah, the yeah. where the entire world was saved primarily by Hawkeye and Green Arrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me. I love that. I uh, freaking love that. It doesn't always awesome. have to be the biggest dudes. Like uh, you know what. They had Superman holding Cap Shield and Thor's hammer. Because he can. Shut up. And Green Arrow and Hawkeye were the ones that saved us all. I mean, yeah. Fucking brilliant. That yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just because we have a crossover doesn't mean it has to always be a versus. It could just be whatever story they need to put in there. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I like the idea of what happens when you put these together, but that doesn't have to be the main arc of it. And no. I guess to have IDW, IDW. IDW, sorry, to do that, that's a good idea. They don't have any like. Again, they they have no pony. They have no pony in that race. Yeah. It's just hey, let's create some really cool stories. Exactly. All right. Yeah, cool. I'm wondering where where's that where's the where's the Star Wars Star Trek crossovers at? Oh man, it doesn't, want, it doesn't so always many have to be a fighting. Be you want to fight? You no, know, <laughs> I don't want. No, I'm just like hey, it doesn't have to be that. Where it's like hey, Millennium Falcon just comes by. It's busted ass ship comes by the Enterprise. Like yeah, yeah. Enterprise goes through a wormhole. <laughs> Something happened in the wormhole when they went to get out of it there in the time of Star Wars. That whole even... ship cannot take on the entire empire. It well, can't. I mean, it was never really about the ships themselves. It was just more of the actual crew. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's space porn. I don't know. <laughs> and again, it doesn't and it doesn't have to be like a be all end all of how no, they, it doesn't. they end up taking out like the Imperials or whatnot. It could just be like a side story of It's like, like hey, there's going through here. What's this guy? Right. Yeah. There's a whole planet with these little bear-looking guys. It's hey, like, cool. Ewoks, like, they're great. 
They're super cool. And, and, you know, Don't piss them off. Somehow, you know, the Star Trek technology works still in the Star Wars, and they're just like, "How do you guys make this happen?" Nice. Shields, <laughs> what? Exchanges of ideas, which is the idea behind Star Trek. Go out, explore new worlds. Yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah. Why not? Sure. But yeah. Uh, I guess CBS and and Disney can work that out. Every, now that, that you want <laughs> don't hold your breath you want to talk about fanboys arguing over things oh man oh my yes it's no. so irritating i already th- i that's what i'm saying you wanted to start a fight that's how world war happens <laughs> don't do it don't do it don't fight don't fight don't do it it's not a good idea <laughs> okay um we're almost to the 90 minute mark of gentlemen course we are. so uh i just want to do a little bit of an update from the last one so in the last podcast we talked a little bit about how sony was not going to be at e3 this year oh boy well now it's been announced that there's a lot of other things that they're not going to be a part of this year uh such as pax yeah pax east is not going to be one of the shows they're not going to have it and Um, gdc the game developer conference they're not going to be there as well um which now raises the question what's going on with sony originally we had thought because e3 are we getting a playstation 5 i know is there really a thing at this point yeah well, I mean, the, the the idea was it wasn't necessarily the PlayStation Five. It was more so we were talking about like what's going does on. It, with E3. Yeah. Does it matter that does E3? It matter, da, da, da. But now we see Sony pulling out of other events. That it makes us genuinely question what's going on with. And Sony. they're yeah. not doing state of plays. They're saying what not it was that it, we know of. What was it they had uh, said? It was that it may it may have, it may have been in response to the outbreak of the coronavirus going. Which I looked. I'm like, I understand God, that. I get that. At the same time, then why are we as anyone going outside? Because considering where they are, because GDC, if you don't know, is the Game Developer Conference. It happens here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, Sony's headquarters, Sony's uh, U.S. headquarters, rather, is in is like twenty five minutes away from that place. It's like, it guys, is. what do you got going here? I think it's some other stuff. Why not send the guys from yeah. over? It's like I think it might be some from the people that are actually there. Yeah, why not send them over? <laughs> I, well, I was wonder if it's something internally going on, like it's some hinky things going on. At Sony PlayStation, I can only guess because there was that thing I mentioned in offline where the who's in charge of Sony the PlayStation brand is no longer the U.S. office; it's actually now the European office. Which I'm wondering, hey, maybe Europe doesn't give a crap, or that you know they have stuff they're dealing with, and they are like, mm, we're not gonna give you anything, guys. I'm just imagining office fighting between cubicles yeah. and cubicles yeah. over and over could again. Be. And it, fires. It and could be. It very well could people be. People going through windows. <laughs> It's like nope, you don't get to be in charge of this. Wow. But yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of disappointing to hear that stuff, especially is it for game developer conference. I'm like, they don't they kind of need to be there a little bit just to be like, hey guys, yeah, yeah, speaking, I do realize that Sony is trying to go into a more of a multi entertainment direction. Like their console can do not just video games but so much more. That but that has always been the case. That's always been the case. So you can't really use that excuse. And you got to admit. Even if you are trying to go into so many different directions, a big chunk of your revenue is coming from the video games that you guys are putting on your consoles. Yeah. Whether it's just games themselves or, as Sean has shown that he has been a very big displeasure of, microtransactions and DLC. Oh, boy. Like, that's still a big chunk of the money that you bring that's in. That's not really Sony's fault, though. Well, they allow I mean, it kind of is. It, it kind of is. It's, yeah. the, it's They're not bucking the trend of that. No. Yeah. It's their platform, too, so... You gotta uh, imagine some of that money goes to them if they're saying you know, like you can it, do this. There's a huge chunk of that goes but we're, there. We're yeah, gonna get I a suppose. piece of that. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm surprised because PAX as a whole, like PAX South, PAX East, PAX uh, West, 
it is a big event for fans to go to. And I'm those not saying that they're going to lose. Happen. God, how often do those? Because there's all it's one those, every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, for each no, for more that. well, no, I mean for each branch. Yeah. They get Pax the, East, Pax, Pax West. West. It happens because there's one in year. Australia yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But like as far as that Pax in itself, like the name, no, no. like okay, I guess what you're asking is how often does Pax do a thing? Yeah. And I guess they do it's it like, multiple times a year. It's like one three or four here, a year, right? One here, one here, and one here. Yeah. But it, they're actually labeled as Pax East, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pax West. I'm having trouble saying Pax something right now, <laughs> so I'm just going to shut up. Okay. But yes, it's one of those things where I'm just really interested in why they didn't, like, what's the legit reason? Because I'm like, just traveling in general, I'm like, they, they have, they're multi, they have a ton of employees who must be traveling all the time. There's no way that they're um, just that concerned. Not necessarily I, it has to be international travel. True. I wonder what's going on like in overseas oh uh, as far as like uh as far as the european office goes no or, well, no, or just or, the, or is this or or as this um, well, a, a lot of uh a lot of things that are going on in asia when it is, comes the, down coronavirus. To, is the coronavirus i get it and it is kind of preventing things for instance the the mma fighters in asia which is called one fighting championship they've actually had to cancel some of their shows if they're not canceling it, they're making it so that the, the fights are just streamed, like because they don't want everybody coming together, yeah. anybody possibly getting sick. Like, I get no. that. So it's like, all right, well, we're gonna rent this out, but no one's allowed to come in. You're gonna get your money back, and we're still gonna put it out there for people to watch. So like, it's affecting a lot of yeah. things. Okay. What's unfortunate also is that it's kind of an overreaction. Not saying that this isn't a serious epidemic. There are a lot of people who are getting affected by it. Yeah. But it, the amount, like they they calculate the amount of people who've been killed this year by coronavirus compared to the amount of people who've been just dying from being sick from the regular, I guess, quote-unquote, regular flu, it's very small percentage of people from the coronavirus. I, I yeah. Like, is, ridiculously though, small. Is that they're also trying to make sure that it gets contained so that it yeah. stays small? Yes. But so that it doesn't become it, something that could do so much more damage. But it, it, at the same time, it's one of those things where if I were to say, hey, I, I, you know, I just got here from China, guys. How's it going? Oh, no, coronavirus. doesn't even matter where in China I'm from. True. Where it was, it's like a little, it can get a little weird as far as the xenophobia I mean, goes. I mean, yeah, and I hate to say that, but that's that's everything. That's, yeah. Exactly. That's any type of sickness you can get anywhere else. Kinda, yeah. They'll immediately jump on that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's what it is. Yeah. And it's bullshit. Yeah. But unfortunately. No, no, no. Yeah. no, no, no you're absolutely but right. But yeah, what are you guys yeah. like? Mm, it can like, be a little rough. Like I even started hearing stories of, of people here in the states who are Chinese who might not even have been born in China, born here, uh-huh. that are Chinese that are getting a lot of shit based off of fear and xenophobia of just like you know you see somebody there it is coronavirus like motherfucker are you no, man serious? I just sneeze no yeah no. Just sneeze. calm down shut up yeah shut the fuck up I haven't <laughs> been to China in years so I like get relax off like, yeah, I've never okay. been to China so yeah some of them have never been to China <laughs> oh, okay. and it's just like you're giving them shit about that really like, nice. relax yeah 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 but, but uh, sort of Sony I mean, but yeah as far as Sony goes hey I don't know what I don't know what's going on with them because it is weird that they're not going to show up to at the very least, they're not showing up to GDC. I mean, do you think there's a restructuring going on? They're trying to set something new up? I mean, it could be. If you're going to do that, this is the time before our system launch. So you can, like, it's if it's happening in the background while the development of your new console. Smart. But it also sucks. <laughs> it's like, uh... Sucks for, yeah, sucks for the consumer. Sucks for us, who really want to see what else is going to come out for the PlayStation Though it would make sense that they would cancel their own state of play if there's something going on behind yeah. the scenes. You were also saying last week as well is that you know, maybe they just don't have a lot to show just yet. Or that. 
Maybe they but, do. But though. why don't they have a lot to show? At least why here? Why don't they have a lot to show? But that's another thing. You know what? They show a lot of third party stuff. I mean, they don't have to show a lot of their second and first party stuff. And also yet. to to piggyback on that, maybe they did have stuff that they wanted to show, but there's been delays and they're reworking stuff. And I mean, it's just like, well, there's we that. Yeah, we can't promise this and get something else. We'll have a, a watchdog situation. True. Where the game was supposed to be so much better, so much crisper looking, and then what we got was not what we saw at E3. Exactly. So, I mean, we don't know what's going on. We Oops, sorry. we kind of have people on the inside, but they're not going to love us enough to tell us what's going on. Nor would I ask them to. And yeah, yeah like, that's that. private stuff. Yeah, right, We're not going to put them in that situation. No, don't. But, yeah, dude, what the heck's going on? And if they cancel GDC, Wow. I don't. Were they? Because now, because last week we were doing a, a thing for uh, God, the Dice Summit. Were they yeah. even there? Dice. I have no idea. Were they at Dice? Uh, you know, let me look right now. Were they even at Dice? Because literally, that's what they get. That's every like. That's it's like GDC, but the awards. Show. The original video game awards. Yeah, but before... GDC is just like yo. This is what we're doing and whatnot. I'm like, hey, that's cool and whatnot and. Dice Summit is just like, we'll give you awards for it. And we're like, ah, oh, we realize we recognize the work you did and blah, blah, blah. GDC is just like a bunch of game developers getting together doing that, but no yeah, awards. Yeah, check out our technology. Check out this yeah. stuff, pitching ideas. Uh, let me see where they... If they were even not at Dice Summit, I mean, what the hell's going on? Yeah. What are they working on? What Am they... I getting a PlayStation 5? This year. <laughs> or next? Is everything okay? Did... Did John Q. Sony like uh, John Q. <laughs> break his leg? Or, I'm I don't not, know. I'm not seeing anything about them, at least any articles on Google regarding uh, Dice, Summit, Dice Summit 2020. Okay. Everything's from 2019. I guess they weren't then. Maybe they weren't there. Right, see well, I mean, the only thing we could do is just keep an eye on it and then see where it goes from there. Yeah. Because yeah. even Nintendo shows up to GDC. Hmm. Hell, even EA shows up to GDC. Well, they got to, you know, you, that's where you can find, like, yeah. hey, here's the people. There's other smaller studios going to pitch ideas. Hey, and here, smaller studios and a lot of indie developers showed up, to, at least show up to GDC, because GDC is like neutral ground. It's the Switzerland. <laughs> it is. It's the Switzerland. I mean, they yeah. can all show up I'm, for no, that. I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised that she used that reference, and I think it's really cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is. And, and I love it for that. But you can, yeah. it's not, but the thing is, it's not open to the public. And that I'm like, and I kind of don't need it to be open to the public, but I kind of would like to know. You want to know what you want to go in there at least once. Well, I mean, it's all, it's a business. It's a lot of business meetings because yeah. there's people pitching things out there. But there's kind of cool like, stuff. Fine. They have some fun events that happen there. Uh, I know you've been. Yes. Yeah, I have. All right, guys. I'm not a game developer, but I've been there. We we've, yeah. we've hit the ninety. Okay. All we've right. hit the ninety. Um. All right. Well, I think this was a really good podcast. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. With Actually, it. can we mention one thing because we didn't get to mention it before? Fire away. Okay. So, uh, we're volunteers. We are actually going to be in a live event. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, we can talk about this. Well, I mean, it's because we it's so close. Like we everything got nailed down. It's last like, so. Minute. So we are. Well, it's not last minute, but it's also one of those things where we're doing a live event for a uh, a group called the Killer Game Swap. They are a bunch of uh, you know essentially they're dealers of the retro gaming scene from like. Days of Yore of the SNES oh, yeah. and the NES. 
And we are going to be doing our live, uh, I guess we're just going to be recording from there in Livermore, California on February 29th. This coming Saturday. Yeah. Yep. So when you're listening to this, and if you live in the Bay Area, come check us out. It's a free event, and you just come on in. You can tell us about what game you're there to buy or what retro game. I hate to say that term, too, because it's like, oh, I still love that. Why speak it sound old? Uh, come by and talk to us. Because it is. I'm not old because I play Rival Skulls. And then uh, it's like, oh, but you're right. It is old. Streets of Rage 2 is hella old now. I'm not old because still I holds like up well. Though. <laughs> still yes. holds up well. But yeah, check us out. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be recording uh, from. Uh, downtown Livermore. You can go find the event at the Killer Game Swap Facebook group and uh, yeah, buy some fun stuff from the vendors there. There's like n- this gen stuff sprinkled in there too. Yeah, of course. Of course that, yeah, but it's a lot of it. You probably know. get Switch stuff there. Yeah. Easy. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There, I mean, I've bought Switch stuff um, during an event like that, but it's like, oh hey, I can pick up that one that one, that one time I bought uh, that Star Wars fighting game that isn't great, but I bought it anyway. But I have it anyways. Yeah, it's only Because it's bucks. not around anymore. It's ten dollars. I right. want my rival schools. If it's there, that I mean, might the, have it. The whole trip's a success. All right. Well, well, I mean, we'll see you in downtown Livermore, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. And for Sean Vander, Randy Kings, I am the stubborn SOB Vitamin E man, reminding everybody that in a world full of chaos, be kind. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Word Vomit Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the podcast from wherever you listen, and give us that five-star rating, if you please. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter at WordVomitPod, Instagram at WordVomitPodcast, Facebook, WordVomitProductions, and we have videos on YouTube, WordVomitProductions. The intro and outro music is performed by Neary. Check out his YouTube page, Neary, N-I-R-R-E, for more incredible rock renditions of your favorite video games. And on Twitter at NearyMan, N-I-R-R-E-M-A-N.